This month's episode of Practical Significance is brought to you by the Overhyped Results Association. Does your enthusiasm for the results of a study outpace their actual value? Does the press release fail to mention any of the study limitations? Does it sound too good to be true, but that doesn't trouble you? If so, that's excellent. We invite you to join the Overhyped Results Association, O-H-R-A, pronounced Aura. You remember that study, right? That gave the impression that a glass of wine was better than exercise and or a member. Or that one can improve their self-confidence simply by posing in certain ways. That had an aura to it, didn't it? How about the news that hair dye causes breast cancer? A classic. Bring your noisy, low-powered, irreproducible results to Aura today. We welcome them. And now, on to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Practical Significance, a podcast to inspire listeners with compelling stories from statistics and data science and to propel data-driven careers forward. Here are your hosts, the ASA's Director of Strategic Initiatives, Donna Lalone, and Executive Director, Ron Wasserstein. Well, welcome everyone to the very first live recording of Practical Significance. And if you are podcast listeners, you know that Ron and I have some traditions. And one of them is, and I'm just giving you a heads up now, one of them is, is that we really need our guests to contribute. And guess what? If someone didn't tell you, you are the guest today. So when we say we have questions for you, we really want you to participate. And so more on that later. So here's how it's going to go. We're going to do just a little bit of chit chat between ourselves because, you know, Ron and I have known each other for over 30 years. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we did meet in preschool. Not really. And then we are going to go for audience participation. That's you. Participation part means that you're going to come to the microphones and we have some questions for you. But, you know, as you also may know from listening to Practical Significance, eh, we don't have any real strict rules about the questions or the answers for that matter. So if you don't like the questions that we've asked, feel free to answer the question that you wished we had asked. We also do have some important announcements, and so we'll make those announcements, and then we'll just do a little bit of wrap-up, and we'll get you on your way to a short break before the closing keynote. So, ready? Here we go. Well, one thing about CSP is that it comes together because of the amazing work of the CSP Steering Committee. And many of those folks are in this room and steering committee folks, yes, we know your names and we will be calling on you. So uh, more from them. But also uh, we want to give a real special shout out to the chair of this year's steering committee, Mac Turner, because really Mac has kept us all in line, helped us really, really bring this wonderful conference to you. And then, of course, Ron and I feel particularly proud of the amazing ASA staff that actually make all of this work as well. So a big shout out to the steering committee and the staff. 
And then the other thing, Ron, I hear that San Francisco is a pretty good city. You know, as it turns out, there's a couple of things to do here. And we're going to ask you what sorts of things you discovered to do while you were here. But I have had many wonderful experiences here over the years, had the opportunity to bring family uh, many times and got to find a, uh, a good restaurant because it might not be obvious, but I do enjoy eating. And we found a really good place that so if you're back here or you have some time tonight down at Pier 39 called Fog Harbor. Surprisingly, Ooh. it was seafood and it was quite delightful, but I had also forgotten. I feel like I just went from being 67 to being like seven, just the moment that I got on the cable car. That was just so much fun. Well, we're going to have the opportunity to hear about your experiences in San Francisco and at CSP in just a little bit. Yeah. And the final thing is, is that we wanted to just give a shout out to all of you who have helped us really realize the CSP theme of innovations and best practices for applied statisticians. So give yourselves a hand, a round of applause as well. All right, now it's your turn. So we'd love to hear from you about what was the best part of your CSP 2023 experience and feel free to include both a conference experience as well as if you had a San Francisco experience that you'd like to share. So some brave soul is going to come to the microphone and get us started. Julia's coming. Julia, what's on your mind? So I'm on the CSP steering committee and we've been meeting by Zoom for over a year. Um, And so it was my pleasure to do some excursions with the steering committee today. We went to Chinatown and we had lunch all together in Chinatown and we went through the street fair and it was a lot of fun getting to know the rest of the steering committee in person. There's a parade coming up, isn't there? Yes, this evening. Yeah, everything is being set up. Sounds pretty great. So, Ron, rumor has it that there's a pretty special guest in the audience. Well, it turns out to be true. Uh, We have our 2023 president-elect, Bonnie Ghost-Astadar, here with us over there in the corner. Hello, Bonnie. So, Bonnie's from this area. What are some of your favorite things? So, Ron and Donna, thanks for putting me on the spot. It was really nice to have a conference that you can just drive to instead of fly to. And this is my first time at the conference on statistical practice. And I thought it's so well organized. Every session I went to was just excellent. I'm an applied statistician in my work with some methods component. The best part of CSP for me was to remind myself how much I love in-person conferences. Even though we do so much virtually, it's been great to be around uh, like-minded people statisticians who are friendly and nice. So that was wonderful. And then just catching up with sort of colleagues from old committees, having wonderful food and just went out to lunch with Mark Otto. So that was really great too. So yeah, thanks for a really great in-person conference. Thanks for joining us, Bonnie. And we have another participant and we'll just ask if you would introduce yourselves. My name is Matt Hogan. I'm currently a data scientist, but my education is in physics. I got a PhD from Colorado State in 2019. So CSP is actually a useful conference for me to actually experience what statisticians do and think about. My thesis was on a um, maximum likelihood parameter estimation technique. And so I had a statistician on my committee and I really learned even through my own physics program An astrophysics graduate student told me if I was going to learn one thing or value one thing on my education is to learn statistics. And I've always found that to be a good rule of thumb, no matter where I go. 
So answering your questions, what was the best part of CSP 2023 and including my San Francisco excursions? Well, actually, I grew up south of here in beautiful Monterey Bay. And so I've been able to visit San Francisco throughout my life. So what's been in my favorite parts, especially is going to baseball games. And uh, when I was an undergraduate, I went to UC Santa Cruz. I would go to Golden Gate Park and they have a science museum where you can go at night and have drinks as well as just learn some science. And so I found that to be really great, but it's hard to get out to the Golden Gate Park from this part of town without a car. I guess the best part of CSP. I like to ask questions and I think life's too short just to be um, quiet when you don't understand things. So what is something I learned here that I'd immediately be using? I would say it has to be application of longitudinal data analysis and understand how that can be important, as well as just data imputation and how critical that is to building machine learning models. What we should consider about adding to future CSP, as someone with a physics background, I find it hard to sometimes just agree on vocabulary. And uh, that was also one of the hardest parts of talking to one of my dissertation advisors in statistics is we just didn't have an agreement on vocabulary. And so we sometimes just misinterpreted each other easily. So just maybe having a simple session, I know time is limited, but just like interdisciplinary experts and just being able to say like what your experiences have been and how can we like agree to talk to one another. And uh, what will I listen on my trip home? I'm going through the original Star Trek with Captain Kirk and My father was also a nerd growing up, and he told me that it's a slog because it's a really bad show for the most part. (laughs) So uh, that's uh, it for me. Thank you guys for listening. Well, thank you. And thanks for the suggestions regarding CSP. Oh, great. Another brave soul. Hi, I'm Liam Hortensius. I just wanted to give a shout out to the collaborative communication session this morning. That is definitely something that I'm going to right away take with me. There was so much great advice on how to work with collaborators who are experts in their field and help them work through their study design and the analysis of the data. So I thought that one was really great. Thank you. Okay, Allison, you're up. Hi, everyone. It was my pleasure to be on the planning committee for this. It was a great team, and I echo Julia's comments. It was so nice in 3D to actually spend some time and quality time, and I think that'll make it a lot easier for us working together in the future, as usual, right? I'm Allison Florence. I work at Novartis. I am in charge of the oncology biostatistics group there, so that's my background. Best part of CSP. So, Ron, I'm going to follow up on something you said. Two of us went down to the Fisherman's Wharf, And I felt like I was back five years old and I could have sat there all day long watching those sea lions Mm. all day. You know, they crawl up on top of each other and bark at each other and fall in. It was amazing to watch. And we ate clam chowder in a sourdough bowl, which was, you know, pretty classic San Francisco experience. So that was a lot of fun. Something I learned that I'm going to take. I did consulting one today. And even though I have a large group of statisticians, we're certainly not isolated. We have a lot of people that we work with, with a lot of expertise, but we're still consultants, right? I mean, we really are still consultants and working with cross-functional groups and, and planning clinical trials and so forth. And so I was able to really kind of connect the dots and some things to say, I need to go back and remind some of the core skill sets of consulting, even though we're technically not consultants, right? We're part of the team, but some of the same skills absolutely apply. And then I was at a leadership one yesterday and it's a fairly flat organization, even though it's a, a large group. And I have a, a lot of statisticians that say, I, I want to be a leader and, I, and, and professional development. You know, every year we talk, what's your next steps? What do you want to do? I want to be a leader. I want to be a leader. And yesterday in a leadership talk that somebody said, everybody's a leader. 
you have to lead yourself, right? And I thought, what a great quote. That's perfect. So that's definitely something I'm going to take, but not in a condescending way, but, you know, own it, right? So you can still be a real big leader. Consider for adding to future CSP conferences. Ron and I talked about this this morning a bit. I would really encourage keeping the leadership sessions going for this. I think that as you know, you start a career, you have a set of leadership skills that really benefit you. But as you progress and change and grow and you know, maybe do something a little different than when you're doing before, those skill sets, some of them say the same, but it's some of them, you know, you could use a refresher course on or you haven't had to use those skills before. I like the mixture of the stats as well as the non-technical skills. I, I really appreciate that. And when I'm going to read or listen to my trip home, I have really tried to stay on East Coast time so I don't have to readjust and show up at work on Monday morning, you know, when it's, it feels like three o'clock in the morning. So I am going to read the back of my eyelids on the way. <laughs> Good plan, Allison. Thanks. I know some other names. So, <laughs> so okay, Sal, you're up. My name is Salvador Melendez. I work in the contracting space, federal contracting space. This is my second year on the steering committee, and that was the best part of seeing all the hard work. And my committee members and I have been working throughout the year to, to get this conference going. That was the best. And a little bit of the nightlife. I you know, hit the town one of the nights. So that was pretty awesome too. Let's see. Something that I learned was a really good talk on network optimization, real world problems, delivering kegs for beer company. Uh, shout out to Carlos. He did a pretty good job of presenting that. I think I'm going to take some of that and work on some side projects for my personal growth. The optimization piece, not the delivering kegs. <laughs> More like the drinking. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, something considered, something that we've been talking as a group to highlight more in the conference is having a little breakout network sessions, lunch sessions, maybe a happy hour, and different little subgroups where you can find your group that most aligns with what you're interested in. So that's something that we've been talking as a group that we can do better for the conference moving forward. And on the way home, I'll pop in an audio book and Russian roulette, see what happens. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to see you outside of a yeah. Zoom window. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mark Otto, and I recently retired from vice chair of the membership council and started on the committee on applied statistics. Best part of CSP. Yes, I was at Eric Vance's and Renee Moore's consulting session. And the reminder that so much of what we do is outside the technical work and to listen. So that I would need to put into practice immediately after. (laughs) And also just connecting with Friends and other statisticians here may have been the best part. It wasn't said explicitly earlier, but there is that lunar Chinese parade, and you could go to ChineseParade.com to find out about it later today. What would I listen to on the trip home? Yeah, actually a little bit non-work related, but there's um, a thing on Harry Potter and the methods of rationality, which is a fun thing on decision analysis. So, Mark, is that a podcast? It's like a continuing audiobook. They're not done with it yet, but they have a new chapter, and I think they have maybe 40 episodes. Very cool. Thanks, Mark. And seriously, don't be shy. 
Hi, my name's Grace. I'm a PhD student in, in Canada. I'm from the East Coast of Canada. So this is my first time in California, which was really cool. The best part of CSP was actually meeting my PhD supervisor for the first time in person in four years. <laughs> yeah, we ran into each other and I was like, hi, I've met you on Zoom, but this is what I look like. <laughs> it was really strange, but really cool. And I met a lot of really nice people like in my age group, young statisticians. It was like, very cool to see all of our different experiences and kind of get a different view because I find as a PhD student, all the statisticians that I am in contact with are like professors. And I have a very narrow view of what statisticians do. So it was really cool to see the more applied side and be able to hopefully bring that back in my work. Yeah. So that's something that I'm going to think about in the future for careers is like not just academic work, but consulting and more applied stuff. And on my way home, I'm probably going to try to crochet a sweater. So Grace, I'll put you on the spot just a little bit. Yeah, no, don't sit down yet. From your perspective, what should we consider adding to CSP as a young person participating? Yeah, I don't know if something like a Q&A panel would be good where we could talk to different people from different aspects of like statistical practice and just kind of get a view of like what their experience was, what their path was to get where they are now, advice for like newer statisticians. So I know there's people here that have had different careers too before they necessarily or don't even work specifically as like a statistician, but use it in their job. So I think something like that would be really cool just to kind of get a more full view of what kind of different jobs are out there for cool. us newbies. Yeah. Thanks very much. Okay, Maggie, I know you're over there. Hello, my name is Maggie Betts and I work at Purdue University in the data mine. Um, I'm going to shout out Alan Betting's talk. The trust is the backbone of leadership. He just had so many nuggets of truth and great book recommendations that I look forward to reading. But he started his talk off with the quote from Admiral Grace Hopper that said, you manage things, but you lead people. We went overboard on management and forgot about leadership. You want to give a shout out to any of those books because as you know, my my TBR list is way longer than my actually read list, but I love to add new things to it. Absolutely. So the two that I wrote down were Trust and Inspire by Stephen M. R. Covey. And the other one was How to Succeed as a New Leader by Jocko Willenick. I will just tell everyone that Maggie made another important contribution to CSP. My friends know that my dog is my life, right? I want to adopt another dog, but that dog happens to be in Kansas because that's where I used to live. And Maggie has volunteered. So I'm putting it out Julia. there. And Julia have volunteered to drive the new dog from Kansas to DC. So I'm putting it out there to the world so that you can all help me collectively hold them responsible. So Maggie, you're on the steering committee as well. So from your perspective, what should we consider adding to CSP? Um, one thing I think I'd be really interested in seeing would be some like guided networking sessions. So at the poster sessions or in an evening or something, having some themed lunches or tables so that it makes it easier to know or connect with people. Sometimes it's a little intimidating to just figure out who you should introduce yourself or connect with. But I do think the most valuable part of in-person conferences, the networking aspect. I'm Jeff Shaw. I'm government contractor in the DC area. And I first attended CSP 10 years ago and I keep coming back. I just like this conference mostly because learning statistics for someone like me is easy, but learning all those other skills like communication and leadership 
that's what I really need some help with, especially from a statistician's perspective. And I also love just the networking. I've met a lot of new people in the last few days. I've gotten back in touch with some people I've known in the past, seen some people I've only seen virtually and haven't actually spoken to, and even run into some people who I, I don't know if I've met them before or not. And I think there have been a lot of good sessions I find that the ones on communication are always useful and always useful immediately in my job. I've enjoyed just having a chance to come to San Francisco. I'll be spending a few more days here, but I did get a chance for a nice long walk through Chinatown and found that the hills seemed a lot bigger than they were the last time I was here. <laughs> and for the way home, I've downloaded a, a variety of movies to my phone, see which one I'm in the mood for. Or if I really feel inspired, I just might start on my talk for next year. All right. <laughs> so my name's Anne. This was my first year on the steering committee. So it was good to learn more about this conference. And fellow members have said it was really great to meet people in person. I really enjoyed the course I took on ethics. I mean, I'm nearing the end of my career, but there's a lot of training in there that I wish that I'd had when I was a younger statistician. And I think the guidelines that have you know, been developed are really good. Read or listen to on the trip home since I have a red eye flight back. I hope I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> right there with you. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is my second time attending. I, I think 2016 in San Diego was when you were here. I'm often associated with that software company in North Carolina. I do not work for them. People think I have it tattooed on my body, but I want to post what I posted on LinkedIn. Well, and what I will, somebody just kind of pointed this out. In 2016, I came for the hard skills. I wanted to see if I could sit next to somebody doing R. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now, now I'm dabbling much more in Python these days. But with that said, the hard skills are always here, right? But there are so many great soft skills. And so I am going to do, and I also have known him through that same product I mentioned before, but while at the ASA, and this is what I post on LinkedIn, while at hashtag ASA space, hashtag CSP 2023 presentation, designing against bias, identifying and mitigating bias in machine learning and AI by David Corliss, he put forth the following website, fairlearn.org. And it's an open source community-driven project to help data scientists improve fairness of AI systems. And so I thought that was a great takeaway. I started sending it to one of the companies that I support. So I'm a big fan of San Francisco because I live in LA. So it's sort of our backyard. We come here often. And my son moved here six months ago. So I'm staying with him up in Pacific Heights. So again, grateful you came to this city. What do I want to see in future conferences? I'm so glad that people brought up that I would have liked at least one, maybe lunch, mm -hmm. sit down. Not that you guys have to provide the lunch. I'm willing to pay for it because I think the price of this conference is dead on. You guys are, however you're pulling off, a, I bought early registration for 420 because I have been a volunteer for that other software product. And I know how, how expensive it is to get a hotel like this in this kind of location. So I'm not complaining about price, but I would have loved to have an opportunity to sit and be with people that whatever, maybe by themes or something like that. I'm in four book clubs and I will tell you, and I didn't mean to, but I stumbled into them during the, the great pandemic. And one of them that I did, and I met him up here, I saw that a local R group that I do kind of attend, but he offered up a book club. That one's done. So what I would like to say, that would be kind of cool to have an ASA Zoom book club. I have three book clubs meeting next week and I'm behind, but I'm reading 1984 as 
one of the book clubs. Ah, and cool. and I, I, somehow I missed that in high school. And I don't know how that happened. And some people say it's probably California education, but I don't agree with that. <laughs> the other part is I'm reading a book of women at Yale that came out, I believe, in 2019. That's an amazing book. What I've loved about some of these women's support groups that we informally met up with yesterday. So that's a great book to look at if you male and female. So again, thank you for all the volunteers because I have done what you've done years ago and I'm not looking to do that because as I'm, she mentioned, I'm getting closer to the end of my career. Again, thank you. Thanks thank you. so much. Yeah. And you gave a perfect segue because the last person that will call to the mic would be David Corliss, who is a member of the steering committee. And who turns out to be a really good ad lib MC when, uh, <laughs> when the video stuff doesn't work. Best part of CSP. Oh my goodness. What to choose from? Uh, my first thought was, well, it hasn't happened yet. You'll get to see that in a little bit where I get to introduce uh, somebody I know, our closing keynote speaker. I mean, to simply to stand in her shadow is more honor than I'll ever deserve, but uh, wonderful to have a chance to introduce her. But working with the steering committee. And I've been on the steering committee for a few years. I'm rolling off that steering committee now. Just working with them on this conference and other conferences and seeing it go virtual and come back again. Just working with these wonderful, wonderful people. And then just being here, a couple of folks that have mentioned just getting back in person and being able to, to connect in that way. You know, I've seen my uh, good friend Mark Ward since last March, and many of you I haven't seen for years. I work all year with the folks in the steering committee, but don't see them face to face. So simply, my favorite thing is is all of you and all of you being here and having a chance to connect with you. Something I learned that I will learn to use immediately. There was a really great presentation. There were a lot of great presentations, but a really great presentation I went to this morning on COVID, and it uh, talked about serology metrics which is so much better than my own COVID stuff, which is mortality. So pretty obviously, since you, know, you come here and you think you know what you're talking about, and then somebody has something so much better. So I'll be able to ad adapt those studies. What can you consider adding to future CSP conferences? I'm going to have a cop out. I'm going to echo what I heard from a young lady earlier in this session who said having a, like a panel of experts to talk about. And so, of course, the gears are turning in my head because they always are. Well, let's grab a hold of that idea. How about something, I mean, organized like a poster session, just like we had out here in the Magnum foyer, but at each poster is some area. If you're interested in biostatistics, go to this station and talk to this person, and they're going to be there for the next hour and a half, you know, and you, you want to do data for good, I'll be standing up there next to one of these. The same infrastructure we've already got and have that networking session for early career people who want to get involved and stuff. That's, that's one of the best, best ideas I've heard in a long time. What will you listen to read to on your trip home? I'm hoping to get some sleep. It's been a lot of work. So, you know, I'm going to be looking at the back of my eyelids, I hope. Much appreciated, David. Thank you for all your work, both for this conference and for all of the conferences, because David has contributed an immense amount to CSP, and it is appreciated. All right, so we said that we have an important announcement to make, and the important announcement that we want to include in practical significance for uh, CSP is we would like to give a shout-out to the Student Poster Award winners. And so, drum roll, please. We are really pleased to be able to acknowledge these folks. And let me just tell you what winning means for the poster awards. So 
first place, second place, and third place will all get a certificate, complimentary membership in the ASA, and gift cards. The honorable mention folks will get a complimentary membership in the ASA and a certificate. So we want to give a real big congratulations to Adeline Guthrie, who was voted first place, to Cody Leperoni, who was second place, to David Edwards and Megan McCabe, who tied for third place. And so let's give those folks a round of applause. And then honorable mention to Christopher Grubb, Paula Houtman, and Yian Yi. And I'm sure that some of you, I know that some of you saw the student posters, but for me, that's probably one of the highlights of CSP is to see the amazing work that these early career folks are doing, because it actually makes me optimistic for the future. Sometimes it's not easy to be optimistic, but coming to a conference and seeing the amazing work and the energy and commitment that folks are demonstrating for their work is really, you know, it makes me happy to be wearing these rose-colored glasses. All right, so I think we are going to wrap up. And those of you who know that we also have another tradition on practical significance and the wrap up is always Ron's top 10. So I'll turn it over to Ron. Thank you, Donna. We wanted to thank you for participating in this special episode of Practical Significance by giving you a glimpse into the inside workings of the ASA. We have that privilege of seeing, you know, sort of behind the scenes how things work, but you don't. We thought we should share some of that uh, with you today. So, for example, conferences have themes. There's a theme here at the Conference on Statistical Practice, and coming up in Toronto, we have the joint statistical meetings where there's a theme Dion pointed out in her opening address, uh, one community driving discovery and informing decisions. It's hard to come up with a theme that can fit the broad spectrum of the ASA. So all the themes that are thought of don't always get selected, as you can imagine. So give you that glimpse into what goes on behind the scenes. I'm bringing you, on behalf of the Practical Significance podcast, the top 10 rejected JSM themes. Okay. These are things that didn't make the cut. All right. So number 10, turning uncertainty into fun certainty. Number nine, welcoming Bayesians with prior experience. Let that sink in just a little. <laughs> number eight, we're 95% confident you will enjoy the meeting. Number seven, there is no transformation that will make us normal. <laughs> number six, we really mean well. Number five, JSM, striving to be as good as the Conference on Statistical Practice. <laughs> Number four, meeting all your expectations in a few moments. Number three, where all interactions are significant. Number two, in addition to those significant interactions, where R is not what pirates say, Python is not a snake, and some people still excel. <laughs> And the number one, the number one rejected JSM theme, statisticians are practically significant. Donna and I want to thank you on behalf of the Practical Significance Podcast for helping us make this happen. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this edition of Practical Significance, the podcast of the American Statistical Association. 
A new episode will be coming your way next month from Amstat News, the ASA's monthly membership magazine.